Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's get back into it. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville, pound 3636. With our panel, John Carmichael and uh, two guys who are uh, in favor of Venezuelan health care. Uh, the Maduro <laughs> model, David Wilson, Tom Perkins. By the way, what's going on with your boy Jug Meat there, David? I mean, he and Nikki Ashton actually run counter to uh, what Canada's position is on Venezuela, saying this Maduro guy is corrupt, propped up by a corrupt kleptocracy uh, and the military and so on. And Jugmeet says, no, no, uh, we actually are going to side with this guy Maduro. What's going on there? I don't think that's what he said. I think what he said was that it's not our role to interfere in, in these things, that the people of each country get to choose their leaders, and that we're interfering three weeks ahead of uh, that announcement, other things following very closely of whatever the U.S. wants to do. I think they were saying we need our own foreign policy and we should respect the will of people and have... Uh, support proper elections. Well, we do have our own foreign policy. Christian Freeland was saying, uh, obviously, we're going to be on the right side of history, but he's on the other side. He and I Nick didn't Yef- say, I don't think he's on the, he didn't pick a winner like they did. So I think what he was saying is respect democracy and that mm-hmm. we shouldn't be, um, you know, Res- jumping in on. Respect democracy? Yeah. We're talking about Venezuela. Well, don't they deserve democracy? Well, they do, and that's what they got shortchanged on because the whole election well, uh, system there is rigged. I think I don't think you're going to find a lot of disagreement on that one. Mm. I, you know, I think there were a lot of issues about the last presidential election. Uh, the question is, what do you do about it? Do you just pick somebody else and toss them in from Washington? I don't oh, know. Is that what I, it is? I, this well, is like a coup d'etat? Yeah, kind of. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah. uh, So is there not a better solution so, than that? So we're all involved in that as well. We're complicit. Canada's complicit in that. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. Jeez. Okay. Yes. Well, we should go. not be. We should not be just replacing one bad person with somebody else who we don't know who they are. Mm. With the the people, you know. Imagine if that was done to our country. Well, no. I, I think we have. Uh, I mean, yes, a few we've, more we've stable had bad people replaced by bad people, but it's oh, our oh, choice. Oh, yeah, okay. We deserve it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jeez. Uh, let me ask crowd. you about uh, others coming into our country. Then this is something that sort of intersects with the healthcare crisis that we're facing, and it has to do with the parent and grandparent reunification program. The Liberals, much ballyhooed earlier this week, opened up for applications an online site, decided to go online. Within 10 minutes, they had to shut it down. They were overwhelmed. They broke the Internet, 27,000 applicants. And there's a backlog. John, during your time with the Harper government, I think the backlog was 167,000 applicants for this. And I only weigh this against the discussion we've had. Like, we're stressed with our social services. We see that here locally, uh, just, you know, with health care and so on and so forth. Is it time to maybe rethink the family reunification program? Absolutely. This this system has gone completely offside. Uh, this government has uh, opened up health care to seniors that they're bringing into the uh, an overtaxed health care system across this country. And they're, they're opening the doors to seniors to come in and and uh, participate through family reunification. But we're bringing in seniors with sickness, with disabilities, with all kinds of, of uh, challenges that are going to create even further stress on a healthcare system that isn't working. Uh, I think, uh, and clearly yesterday, they, when they opened this uh, 
this lineup, uh, the line was broken that uh, just overtaxed. Too many people wanted in. Right. And I think we've already got a broken immigration system with what we're seeing of irregular or illegal migrants coming into this country, jumping the queue. I think we got to get take a step back and get this thing under control. Tom Parkin, is it overly generous? I mean, uh, what do you uh, say? Is it a net winner or a net loser for Canada, this parent-grandparent reunification? Well, you know, per, family reunification has been part of our immigration system for, I don't know, for forever as far as I can ever re- remember. And Right. Uh, the, does the, it need to be, uh, the, does the, it need a rethink? Well, yeah, I think so, because, you know, what what Mr. Trudeau and his government did to those people making these applications the other day was really um, cruel. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, uh, there are only a, you know, relatively small number of spaces uh, for people to uh, reunify with their mom or dad who's somewhere else in the world, right? And they want to get them here. They're Canadian citizens. They want to get them here. And that's, you know, okay, there's a small number of these spots, and there's a great number of people who want to do this for their parents. Mm-hmm. And you can understand why. Um, and so Can that's we all, afford that's to all, do it? So that's all. We have historically always done this. So this, yes, the answer is yes. The, the, the frustration is that it was an unfair way to go about it, of raising expectations and then dashing them in a day. It was brutal. Mm-hmm. People in the middle of filling out the form, mm-hmm. and then they can't submit, like online. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, this is their great chance, and it becomes like this crazy internet um, scramble. Right. You know, there was a lottery system before mm-hmm. where, where you got, you got you know, you were lucky mm-hmm. enough to draw one of those tickets to, to do it. A little bit more organized fashion. It is a scarce resource. I, I don't know what else, you know, frankly could be done, but this was terribly unfair. A wristband policy, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> All ages. <laughs> yeah. okay. Backstage path. Okay. David Wills, uh, the idea, though, that, you know, we are uh, right now facing a crisis in health care and so on and so on, and this is a cohort or a demographic that will put inordinate pressure or stress on our health care because mm-hmm. 90% of the health care costs are uh, absorbed by those who are, you know, in the latter stages of their life. The last five or six years, I think the statistic goes. Okay, well, I think we have to step back uh, on one thing here. Our economy is built on more immigration, okay. not less. We can't continue to fill our growth with uh, with the reproducing that we're doing on our own. Correct. So the other thing is families are healthier, happier, more productive members of society when they have family around them. And we see lots of evidence of, you know, mostly men going up to places like Fort McMurray where they're away from their family, they have addiction problems, violence problems, all sorts of things that cost society a lot of money. So family reunification has a net benefit to Canadian society. I also think we have to remember that not every one of these people coming in is sick and old and frail. Parent and grandparents, they may contribute, they may work, they may do other things, mm-hmm. they may be good citizens, they may be doing these things. But the, these people are immigrating here, contributing to our economy, Having their families there is fair. It's, uh, you know, we can't, you know, it may not be perfect. You may think it's putting pressure on the health care system. It's making those people better citizens, and it's the right thing to do. Well, I need to have that quantified. I mean, you're citing that uh, this is good for the economy. I'd like to see those studies that would validate that point. That's why I asked well, the question. I, I, we see the study that says it's not as well. Like that, you know, that's... 
We see all sorts of things. Well, we didn't see any studies when you lowered the, well, I think it was you that uh, lowered the number of city councilors, right? We didn't need any yeah, evidence that wasn't there. So. I did it unilaterally. Uh, everybody was kicking John. and screaming. King yeah. John. But you know, John. And John. you know what? We're going to see over time that that will pay handsome rewards and dividends. Okay, so we, we, we can just, we it's can too early now. We can create evidence over time on right. that issue, but not on this one. Well, I no, think on this one, I mean, to the point made by Tom Park, and we've been doing it for a lot of years, I'd like to know. I mean, it should already I'm, be a quantifiable uh thing, yeah. but is it a net winner or a net loser for Canada? You're saying it's a net winner, I don't think that's but it's speculative. I don't think that's what's overtaxed our health system. Well, I don't I'm just think saying it's been that's one... You know what it is? It's been the fact that we have not invested in health care to keep up with the demands, the technology, which costs more money, the aging population. We haven't invested in that and we can't blame a bunch of grandparents that are coming in. Well, that's all well and good. But, you know, there's even this visceral reaction that I heard in the first hour, people calling in saying, I paid in all my life. And then pump, uh, some people come here and right off the hop, you I, know, they want to take from the system. Like, how is that, that fair? Do you well, understand that emotional response? I do response? understand that emotion, but I'm not sure that it's entirely correct. And I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you on the, on the, uh, the uh, environment when you've got parents and grandparents here with families. That... That's a real emotion. But at the end of the day, we can't afford it. We are a country of immigrants, and we need to continue to have a disciplined immigration system as coming into this country that's going to contribute. And, uh, you know, they've killed the investor class. Uh, we want young immigrants who are going to be productive. We're going to go come in, work, produce for the country, have their families and grow. And, yes, through a lottery or through some rational form of bringing people in. But what happens to the... Um, to say the seniors' homes and the assisted living centers, who's going to pay for that? As these, as the seniors that we're bringing in, the parents, grandparents, and and older, are coming into this province or into this country already fifty percent of our budget, and somebody's got to pay for them to care for them in their latter years. Are they going to be cared for at home, or are they going to become a burden to the um, to the health system? And All I right. think I think it's a net loser. Let me just hold up. Uh, we'll come back. We've got time for at least another topic worthy of discussion in a moment with our panel: David Wills, John Carmichael, Tom Park, and Oakley Show Global News Radio six forty Toronto. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.